Welcome to yet another episode of eConversations. I'm your host, Aman, and I welcome you to this episode of eConversations with a lot of excitement. Hello to the co-hosts. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So today's topic is of great interest to me, and I'm hoping every one of you too. So, Renjong, why don't you let the people know what the topic is? For today, it's going to be about the buffer stock. That's correct. Now, the topic as simple as buffer stock is easy to explain and understand. But there's a lot of moving parts when we apply it to the macroeconomic situation that is our globalized world. Now, this has a link with our previous episode, which was on price floors. So be sure to listen to that to deepen your understanding of today's issue. Injong, why don't you elaborate on buffer stocks? Yes, so the buffer stock is a policy that is often used by the government to control the fluctuating prices, often for the primary goods. It is often used to protect both consumers and producers since, price, since prices want to go too high nor would they go too low. This involves the release of the stocks that they have already stored through a purchase of the excess. Um, to simplify it, um, let's take an example. For instance, Amun is a producer and I'm the government. If he produces a lot of crops, ideally the prices would shoot down. However, I can enter the market and buy his excess supply and store it. This, should, this would ensure that the prices won't have to decrease significantly and his income would be steady. In return, if due to bad weather conditions or other factors, he's unable to produce enough crops, Ideally, the prices would shoot up uh, due to shortage. However, I being the government can decide to enter and release some of the stock I bought earlier. And this would lead to the prices being stable and the consumer won't have to pay a lot. To simplify it even further, think about camels. They store food in their backs when they don't need it and they release some of the stock uh, once they're hungry. Our government is the camel's back or whatever controls the food supply of the camel. The point is, when there is too much supply, prices for producers will fall. To stop this from happening, the government buys some so that the supply decreases and prices go back up. Now, at a later date, should anything happen to supply such that it falls, the government can release some of, this, some of that stock so prices don't surge due to limited supply. That is a wonderful analogy, Yaman. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about how we can see this in the real world? Right. So the most basic example is that of agriculture. The government stocks some of the excess so that prices are constant for the farmers and it doesn't demotivate them to produce. And because of this, farmers continue to produce because they know at, in the back of their minds that prices for them are going to be more or less constant. That is a wonderful analogy, Amin. Why don't you share with us how this is prevalent in the real world? Right. So the most basic example we use is that of agriculture. The government uses buffer stock to keep prices constant for farmers. This also doesn't demotivate farmers because prices are more or less constant and this helps them to continue to produce. Now, a more interesting um, application of this was found in Italy with income in the years of uh, 2002 and 2004. Uh, the study was conducted by a professor at Stanford and other Italian university professors uh, and they found that Italian households followed a similar approach to saving as governments do with buffer stocks. Now, this is very interesting because we never think of buffer stocks being applied to household incomes. So what they did was highly interesting. 
as they used data from a, sur a survey about Italian households and, uh, and both. They used the amount that people mentioned as their emergency budgets as a target for people's wealth and uh, built a model based on that. So adding on to what Armin said, essentially the research concluded that when wealth is below an optimal uh, target, consumers try to increase the buffer stock of wealth by saving more. However, when it's above target, they increase consumption. So here's an example of a super intelligent and cool application of buffer stocks. Injung, why don't you share your opinions on this concept? Well, I don't think I can say whether the buffer stock, the government intervention, is beneficial or not, or, or not as one-sided argument, but I can say that the government should compare the costs and benefits of imposing buffer stocks as well, buffer stocks very well. For instance, the buffer stock tends to provide a stable income to the suppliers of the products with high price volatility and makes the goods available to the consumers even during the bad harvest season due to bad weather. Therefore, to be said well implemented, I think such benefits should outweigh the costs such as the opportunity costs arose from purchasing and storing the excess. Along with the benefits and costs comparison, I believe that the government should thoroughly consider other issues which may arise whilst treating the excess. For example, if the government dumps their surplus at a cheaper price to developing countries that may cause political issues, between countries and if they just dispose of them, then it would be considered unethical, especially in our current society where food is still being considered to be a scarce, to be a scarce resources in some part of the world. So Ashma, what is your opinion on it? Well, I definitely agree with you. I do think that it adds a bit of stability in the market. Um, so for instance, if the yield is good, but prices have gone down significantly, it can de um, often demotivate the farmers to produce good quality crops um, in abundance. However, if the government intervenes and stops the prices, stop the price from decreasing, uh, the farmers will still receive their stable income and they can afford basic essentials throughout the year. Um, so if the government enters when the crop yield is too less, it protects the consumers as prices don't shoot up. However, that being said, government too has to bear a lot of costs, such as storage costs, administration costs, and of course, we will definitely be able to see opportunity costs. So I think it often depends on what the goal of the government is and what they're trying to achieve, if they're trying to benefit the consumers or the producers. So I think they have to look at that, or are they, looking, are they wanting to maybe um, intervene in some other form? I think it completely depends on what the government wants to do as well, like what their main purpose is, or the main purpose or their main aim is. Aman, your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, I agree with both of you in uh, bits and pieces. And, um, you know, I have my own opinion to bring as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it is true that stability for farmers, um, and not only farmers, but producers um, of certain goods um, is a good thing for them because they they have incentive to continue to produce um, and, you know, they, they sort of know what the outcome would be, even though their prices are traditionally or in a free market, they tend to be more volatile. Um, however, I do think that, you know, this sort of protectionism, if that's uh, the right word, uh, but this sort of protectionism can make the farmers way too um, dependent on the government. Um, 
And I just think that that allows inefficient farmers um, or inefficient producers, sorry, um, to continue to produce because they know that at that price, they're going to, um, they're still going to turn a profit or at least some producers are going to turn a profit at a higher price uh, as compared to, a, to the market price where only the efficient um, producers can, can sort of afford and are willing and able to, to do it. Um, and I believe, Ashma, you would like to add something as well. Um, I believe that essentially what happens is when the yield is bad, there's shortage and the prices can go up and this can motivate uh, farmers to produce bad quality crops or uh, produce bad or less yield. Um, however, uh, stabilizing these prices can ensure that the farmers are more uh, motivated to actually uh, produce good quality um, yield and uh, a larger yield and because they want to increase their revenue because the prices are still the same and they're stable by the government. So I do believe that you're kind of helping uh, farmers, um, which can lead to inefficiency. However, it can also lead to efficiency. So I beg to differ a little bit there, but I get what you're saying, Amun. These were our opinions. You can, you're free to form your own. And unfortunately, this is for today. We'll see you next week.